Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. I'm your host, Adriano Magnifico, career facilitator in the Louis Riel School Division, and we're broadcasting in the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center Broadcast Media Program Studio. <gasps> that's a big that's a big thing to say. It's one of the 13 programs in the Arts and Technology Center. They include things like childcare, automotive, plumbing, new media design. But this one is the gym. For me, this one is the gym. These students learn how to be broadcast and media experts, and they get hired very quickly when they leave this program. So kudos to them and kudos to the teammates with whom I work. And they are here today, Andre Boisjoli, who's working the 1969 Star Trek bridge board, the bridge board, 1969, because that's when I... That's when it was a real show. (laughs) So the lights are all giggling and blinking and turning on and off. It's a beautiful thing. Andre, how are you, sir? Good. I'm doing good. Thanks for that great introduction of us. You really hyped us, hyped our program. Well, I don't care what anybody says. You're you're great kids, really. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, but it is is a really great program. I mean, since I've been here since February, I I really liked it, made new friends, learned a lot. Uh, had lots of good experiences, and uh, I hope throughout this program I get to learn more because it's it's really fun. And I really like doing this podcast with you and CJ, and yeah, it's it's fun. And our other podcast producer slash host is CJ, they, them, who has had an interesting day today, haven't yep. you? What did you do today? I was sent to Glenlawn Collegiate to uh, start filming Spirit Week, and I'm going to be there all week long. Well, you get what that thing's about because you're in Glenlawn. You've heard the rumors of all that, the Spirit Week at Glenlawn. I actually right? have never participated, though. Really? I was always the quiet one in the library. So well, this and it's, is well, and it's, it's, it's pretty high-end, though, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. The work they do to put on, we used to call it the old gym riot. Yeah. But they have Spirit Week, and they call it something else because riot is a word that, I guess, has, it has, has a negative has awful, impact. Awful, awful yeah, connotations, right? These yeah, days, yeah. Although I still like it. When you think of a riot, <laughs> you think of people like going to the White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of an insurrection. So, so well, that's a big Glenla- word. It's a pretty big word. That's at the January 6th insurrection at the White House. That's what you're thinking about. Anyway, what, what happened with the Spirit Week today? What did they do that was interesting, that caught your eye? Um, They had competitions. Like some of them... It's weird because uh, we have to know like what they're doing in order where to have the camera. But all they had was like soccer and basketball and it's stuff like that on the paper. Um, But the soccer, their soccer that they had, it was a basket on the ground. And then there was a second basket on a table and then a third basket on a higher table. And their version of soccer was the student's took the soccer ball and bounced it on each other's like body without having it touch the ground (laughs) (laughs) with like their legs or their head or whatever tried to get it into the basket and it was like level one and level two and level three so when we tried asking the teachers what we were going to film they didn't tell us anything so they don't know that's some improvisational soccer right there yeah Yeah. (laughs) hybrid soccer right and that's the purpose of those gym rides you you modify the soccer so that Oh, you know. Limbo? Limbo got everyone screaming. Like, I know. You, like, you modify all the events so that lots of, lots of folks can participate in this, right? Yeah. And that's the fun of it, right? The average yeah. student can come in there and play and participate. It's more inclusive, I think, isn't it? Did you feel like it was an inclusive activity? I think so, yeah, because it was very fast-paced, though. Like, it oh, was, yeah. As soon as someone won, they got the next teams in right away. Like, they didn't even really let them celebrate or anything, which I found pretty funny because the— Well, you got to get to class. <laughs> The teacher said, like, oh, yeah, get some shots of the audience or whoever wins and them well, celebrating. Hey, but... the, the physics teacher is continuing the class. You got to no, come no. in and out of there. You got to <laughs> run, run, they, run. They get a break for Spirit Week. You get to skip classes. Really? See, yeah. This is a, oh, that's something. This is a beautiful thing. I, I went to the wrong school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to Glenlawn. Go to, go to Glenlawn. If you, if you want to skip class, go to Glenlawn. It's a beautiful place. Only for a week, though. 
Anyway, I did something really interesting. I'm telling you, I went to a small, a small school, Ecole Guillaume. Have I pronounced that correctly, sir? You have, yeah. Yeah. All right. Nobody knows who Gio is. I asked all of the students who what who Gio was and where he came from. Nobody knew. So that's continuing. I'm going to continue my journey and discover this. Google it. But <laughs> we did some workshops. <laughs> Google it. We did some workshops on career development for grade eights. And I'm telling you, using myblueprint.ca. And what we discovered is, I did the, in a small survey afterwards, is they're all ready to do this. They're all ready to start thinking. And my attitude about career development is you never have to have it pinned down. You just have to be, I always tell about, it's that elusive search for truth. Like from the old Dan Fogelberg song. You heard of Dan Fogelberg before? Nope. No. no. Nope. Good, good old folk singer. You guys. And our, our guest is looking at me like I have three heads too. I doubt he knows that. <laughs> okay. Shakespeare. To thine own self be true and it must follow as the night. The you day. make that a lot of references that false we never get. <laughs> yeah. These people don't read Shakespeare. They don't listen to old farts like Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> But Fogelberg had this great line in, in one of his songs at the end called Diamonds to Dust when he said, um, the, the truth never parts easily. Or no, time, time never parts easily with the truth it reveals. And it takes time and you have to be prepared for the time to play out and be on the road to that personal discovery and be open to it. Time will bring you there. Just be open to it and it'll go faster potentially. You're not open to it. It'll take a long time and it'll hit you at some point. Hopefully it's not in your deathbed, you know, but that's where, Hopefully. that's where these students said a lot of fascinating things about just being open. I want to start thinking now it's grade eight. What were you guys thinking in grade eight? Um, what high school's going to be like? Yeah, yeah but that's know. what they were thinking too. Even in the courses, right? What courses do I choose? What, but they're thinking more about what the effect will be down the road. Am I making the right calls? And that's yeah. a lot of anxiety for grade eights. So I, I think it's better to like, uh, this is probably the wrong way to say it, but to start young in a way. Yes. So, no, I, I think this is a great thing to think about. And it alleviates some of the stress they feel if you talk about it. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, show them some of the tools that can help them explore and discover and just seek some of that truth. Because it's waiting there for you. But if you don't do this, the soulful self-reflection it's going to take a lot longer and people do it later on in life. And, and, and they think about a lot of the time. I wish I had started. How many times, I, how many times I've heard, I wish I had done this sooner in my life. Yeah. If I hear that line again, so <laughs> it's okay to do it in grade eight. I think it's okay to do it even in grade five and six, not to pin pigeonhole a career, but to think about who am I? What's important to me? Mm -hmm. um, what skills do I have? What skills do I want to acquire? What am I gravitating toward? What's kind of neat out there? that I'd like to try out? Where can I step outside of my boundaries with support? I think those things are important. And I, I got in the exit surveys a really powerful commentary about how important this stuff is to do. So it was really good to see. So I'm going to start targeting more grade seven and eight classrooms and help them start expressing themselves in ways that help them find their best selves as they continue down the road. Yeah. There's lots of transitions. Yeah, right? that's great. Yeah. Anyway, we, I pontificate. We have, a, we have a guest today who's, uh, really, we're very fortunate to have this guest. And I think the show is going to be just doozy slash crackerjacker show, okay? All your catchphrases. All my, all my cheap catchphrases. Because I met this gentleman at, I think, at a junior achievement event where he was speaking about his business, which was the, I think, GeoFilter. And he's since progressed on to other businesses and other ventures that are frankly quite astounding and they speak to the kind of person this uh this this gentleman is i'd like to introduce you to chris schmidt the ceo of pluto ventures hello chris hi there thanks for having me yes that was five years ago almost that we met that's where i met you and yeah. i came up to you at the end i thought Oh my gosh, this young man's got something on the ball here. I've got to talk to him and bring him out to other things I'm doing. Because I think it was Marie Hako, now mm -hmm. formerly of Junior Achievement, but now of Tech Manitoba, who brought you on board. And she she's quite astute. And the fact that she found you is is awesome. Awesome for me. Awesome for anyone else that connected with you that night and continues to connect with you. But um, Chris, your story is kind of amazing because when you spoke to the students, you spoke to them as a young person still kind of in formation, figuring it out and working the geo filter. So tell us a little bit about being in those, in those pews at St. Paul's, which really fits. 
(laughs) 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 Because St. Paul's is a great school. It's a private school in Winnipeg. And uh, working your way through there, what kind of courses you were taking? What what were you gravitating towards in St. Paul's? What were the things that were interesting you back then? Yeah, so that's... um... It's really interesting when I went through high school, I tried to do everything. And I think that really hits on the comments that you're making where you want to, the, the, I believe the point of high school is you're trying to find out one, what you're good at. And then second thing, what do you enjoy doing? And those two things don't always line up. Um, and the only way to find out those two things is if you try a whole bunch of different things. and you know, I'm not one of these or um, business guys that can look back on high school and say, you know, school's stupid and, you know, it doesn't matter because I was a really good student. Um, in some cases, you could definitely say maybe I was a teacher's pet. Um, I was a really good student and I tried to get good marks. Um, I'm a teacher. I love those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one at, at recess, you know, cleaning out computers and helping out. And um, so... My my experience in high school and, and elementary and junior high was very good. Um, so I can't look back and say, you know, it was a waste of time. But um, what's sort of interesting with St. Paul's High School is they have the, they, they really encourage, obviously the academic is important, but they really encourage extracurricular activities. And they have this interesting point system. And the through 9, 10, 11, 12, every time you're part of a, a sports team or, or choir or chess or all these different clubs, you get points. And in grade 12, if you have a certain amount of points, you get this additional thing at graduation. It's kind of less like a, a token. Um, but that's really St. Paul's way of trying to say, hey, guys, school's important, but we encourage you to do more than school. And um, sort, of a, sort of a little thing that I can brag about is I have the most points out of any student ever at St. Paul's High School. Really? Wow. To the point of like, to graduated to, to when you graduated, you needed I think it was forty points to get this special token. What's the special token? I yeah. need to know. It's it's um. Would you say it's similar to kind of academic excellence? No, 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 no. This is extracurricular. This stuff, is extracurricular. Right? Yeah. Still, this, is, this is all the club. No, extracurricular is a whole different world there. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. This is this is a side thing because I I know some students who have been there and have done things. And they're desperately looking for things to do there. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. I, I know kids who don't wrestle join the wrestling team. That seems to be the fallback. Yes. Kid, we're putting you on the wrestling <laughs> team. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. They're, um, like, if you're part of, like, a varsity team, you maybe get two or three points. If you're part of, like, mm-hmm. debate club, you get maybe one or two points. Um, so the, the prize is – so the letter P is, I guess, um, the symbol of the school. Yeah. Um, you get this – it's about a your letter. You get a letter, and yeah. it's like this really like it's almost like a carpety feel. Huh. Um, letter. That's P. old school. Like, That's it. We used to do that in all the schools <laughs> at Nelson back back in the '30s when I went to school. I got my N. You used Just to do like that. that. You got your N yes. when you were a sports person. Usually, is it like something you could hang up? Yeah, yeah. I still got the N at home. It's a big. It's a big. <laughs> Fluffy N. Huh. And St. Paul's is a yes. traditional style school. There's a lot of pieces they continue to advocate mm. and use. Like they don't throw things out and change. Like they they move and progress, but there's certain things they like their tradition. With yeah. how you're explaining this, it just sounds like you get a piece of carpet. You get a piece. Pretty much. No, but it's an N. It's like getting a trophy, but it's for activities. Yeah. It's, it's for things you do. So I got one at Nelson Mack. Yeah. And when you get one, it's a great honor. Yeah. And, and before me, my brothers used to get Letterman sweaters and things. Do you remember? The, you don't even know what I'm talking about, you guys. But it would, it would be a sweater with the big letter on it. Like, you'd have these things on. These are like the 60s when my brother went to school. Because I remember him wearing some of these things. Can't you just buy those? <laughs> you can. I guess you could at, uh, <laughs> at Le Garage or something. I don't know. Where, where do you buy things like that? Walmart. Where's the latest place you buy things? Just online? Walmart. Walmart? Oh, my Walmart's God. a great place. Oh, come on. Walmart. We were, we were even do you, us. Even do you know we what were. Etsy is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I shop on Etsy a lot of the time. Okay. All right. I don't All know. Right. I, anyway, I, that's pretty cool. So you you got your letter. Yes. And you, it's funny what you're saying because I started a program here called the Luriel School Division Skills Credential, mm-hmm. and the point is, the theme of it is, collect your dots, so that you can connect them. Mm-hmm. And so when you connect your dots, you can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to have enough. So it's interesting, Chris, you, yeah. you were the busiest person in the school, choosing all these extracurriculars. Were, yeah. were there some you chose that were just out of your wheelhouse, but you wanted just to try? No. Um, 
Really? Like, uh, like things are a little awkward for you to do, stepping out of your comfort zone? So my spectrum is quite uh, broad from sports teams and then all the way to like stage crew. And um, it was quite a broad uh, set, but, you know, I never touched debate. I would be terrible at debate. I never That's touched my favorite band <laughs> band I, no way really so, so i stayed out of those ones but and and other kids were all over those things oh, right? they like you it. have world champion like ravens oh. court and st paul and st mary's world champion debating yep. kids. yeah honestly if i Man. could when i was at nelson mac we were trying to get a debating program going and there's still remnants of it with mr sabrin down there um, what do you even do in that just yell at each other no no no, no. you learn how to debate debate and persuade and research and formulate an argument with structure. Mm -hmm. And okay. you see people getting mad sometimes, but you got to follow the structure, right? Yeah. And debating is the most powerful thing that schools could go back to to build people's sense of confidence. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more powerful. It's funny you didn't like to debate, but you had to do it, right? I, I'm, I'm a terrible liar, and I can't persuade <laughs> you in a, in a poor way. Good to know. Write that down. Write so, that down. <laughs> so even if I get, was given an argument and I had to debate the other side of it that I was against, I wouldn't be able to. I would just... And that, and, that, and that was part of the exercise, though, right? You, <laughs> it is. You didn't always get your niche argument yeah. or niche yeah. value argument you wanted to... <laughs> To uh, to persuade or debate about that's kind of cool. So so you moved out of that space, yep. and um, your whole family though you took all the sciences. We talked yesterday. You took all the sciences. You have a family that's a medical family, the whole gang, doctors, and I. Mm -hmm. Some of them surgeons and stuff. Talk about your family and just the influence of your family a bit. Yeah. So I have um, um, two brothers, and then my my parents. Uh, both my brothers they're both physicians now, uh, and my dad's a physician. Um, and my mom has been a stay-at-home mom for the last 30-something years when my oldest brother was born. Uh, but she was, in, uh, she was an architect before that. And I think the word ambitious would be a good word to describe all of us. Um, and working really, really, really hard. When I look back at photos of when I was two, three, four years old, um, I'm out there raking the lawn. Um, follow three, at three. Oh yeah, you should. And I, there's photo evidence. There's video evidence. Photo. <laughs> um, of me pulling so, uh, sod and soil through were the yard. You, were you crying? <laughs> I was. In, I was joyful. It looked like I love. I was it in like. It looked like it looked. It looked. Like we don't it. truly know. <laughs> no, so, but that's amazing. So your family was out. You doing it with your family, or were were they having a mint julep inside? Where <laughs> let's send Chris out to do the lawn again. <laughs> no, it was a family effort. You know, if my dad was cutting the lawn. Um, he was kind of lawn with the real lawnmower and myself and my brothers would be kind of cutting the lawn, um, with our plastic lawnmowers. Yes, yeah. 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 I'm, just, really I'm just imagining like in the winter, like you had your little shovel helping yes. or something. <laughs> yes. In a, in, I was in like, there's photos of me in like red jumpsuits when I was two years old shoveling the snow. Oh my goodness. You know what? That's an amazing set. So that builds something in you. That's an amazing set of experiences yeah. though. Cause that builds something in you just about uh, like first and foremost family. Yes. Family does stuff together, mm -hmm. whatever we're Teamwork. doing. And I guess it's a team thing there, but just this sense mm -hmm. of family. You pretty close to your family? Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, you don't argue with your brothers at all? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Um, we, we're close. Um, I wouldn't say that we're the type of family that, um, very like emotional, like giving hugs and saying, I love you. Like we're not sort of that as a family. We're mm -hmm. more of, our actions kind of show. You demonstrate it. Yeah, we all demonstrate the time. it. Yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than like uh, actually physically or like verbally, it's more actions it's and action doing based. things for each other. Well, that's yeah. fascinating because I remember when I was a child, you you're out in the, you, you're out in the front lawn shoveling or 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 the sidewalk mm -hmm. or, or doing whatever chores. I was stomping grapes, stomping grapes, stomping grapes in giant. Bins, metal Don't bins. Don't you do that for, for wine? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, wine. We used to make wine, and I was in there in the big boots stomping. I must have been three or four years old. That honestly sounds fun. It was an amazing thing to do because you turn purple. <laughs> That's and, a great thing for and, a kid to do. And you get to eat grapes because the grapes all come in from California. Okay. And you just build this sense of family to this day. Like, you know, my mom and dad have passed on, but they're, um, they're, those experiences are, are, unforgettable right and cherish I, them well and when i see a picture of my brother and i and me in a in those bins we laugh we just remember right it's it's, it's amazing mm -hmm. you know 
that that was cool stuff. So you're starting with that. You're tight with your family doing this, but you have this little, they're all doctors. You've taken the sciences. You're on the path and you should be a doctor. Yes, I should. <laughs> <laughs> and being not a doctor is the best decision I've ever made. So, um, so how does that work out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does your family back you up on that? Or? Yeah, incredibly supportive. Um, so yeah, I went through University of Manitoba. I went through the science program on my way to become a physician. And I did the MCAT and I was ready to go into medicine. Um, and I, I really do enjoy like uh, physics and bio and chemistry. I do like the sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was sort of a part, which in the moment was it, wasn't obvious to me, but Definitely. When I look back, it's really obvious. But I always say when I wasn't studying biochemical pathways and I was relaxing, I was building companies for fun. And so on a Saturday night when it was time for me to like relax, I was actually working because that's what I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so my dad really just kind of opened up my eyes. Um, and this is like a really good um, example of like when you're in it, you don't fully see the picture. But he sort of just said to me, you know, what would happen if you spent all of your time on business and not just a few hours on a Saturday night when you're relaxing? Um, and that kind of kicked me in my butt. Okay, where when like, you say you're working on business, like what what are you doing? Are you playing? Are you really in a small startup? Yeah, so this was at the time when I had my uh, tree care and lawn ah, business. Of course, of course. And so when I was done studying at 6 or 7 p.m. on a Saturday night, I would then go out and I'd go get customers. I'd walk up and down the street, knocking in houses, getting more customers. Or I was working on my website to optimize the order form flow to increase efficiency so it's easier to onboard customers. Um, that's what I was doing when I was 15 or 16. So 15 or 16, you're in St. Paul's, you're doing a full slate, you're in every activity, mm-hmm. and then you start banding trees in the neighborhood. Yeah. For yeah, fun. For fun. For fun. And, and you're getting paid for this. Yeah. So that's an odd thing. So are, are your buddies looking at you going... Why don't we go out, play baseball or do something? No, no, I've got to go ban trees tonight. <laughs> I, Another probably, Saturday night for Chris. For probably some... like, mm, I think he lost it a little. <laughs> so my friend group, they've um, they've put up with me where there were times when I, Saturday night, I would call up my group and there's photos of them uh, at my house because I've called them all over because we have to do some like data entry or something and like transfer data between two databases. So there's... There are photos of my friend group Saturday night in my house. They're all on their computers transferring data between two databases. So you got them to work for you. <laughs> Division of Labor is just Division an amazing labor. concept. And were they banding with you? Were they outside banding with you? Um, no, at this time they... It was just you, the bander. I was the bander, but I had a lot of them doing lawn Sounds cutting. Like and, or as they called you, the bandit. The bandit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I would pay them um, with pizza and I'd pay them cash and I would compensate for their time mm-hmm. uh, because it was a business, you know. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. But my friends, yeah, they put up with me. They, uh, they understand um, that's me. <laughs> so you learned all that stuff so young. Yes. And it, it was... It, I really just enjoyed it. When you're 15 or 16, you you don't understand what business is. You don't understand really what money is and what it can do. And you don't understand what a a million dollars or $10 million is. You just gravitate towards things you enjoy. And I just happen to enjoy building businesses, which happens to translate into my job now. So just it worked out. Um, And that's when I go back to that. My first two questions or comments about high school is if you find something you enjoy and something you're really good at, then you're fortunate. And that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So you finish this, you're doing the banding, you go to school, you're going to write the MCAT. There's a point where you have to make a call though, right? So what was this moment? Where's the cataclysmic moment here where you saying, okay, this is the path. This is where I'm going. June 2015. Um, It was so, it was, that's when I had that conversation with my dad. He sort of said, hey, what happens if you spend all your time um, doing business? And I think over the previous, I guess, 12 years, really, from that point, he had seen kind of where my passion was. Um, was he disappointed then? Because you weren't following. No. Did, you're um, familiar with the show Blue Bloods, right? Yes. They're all cops, right? They're all cops. Yeah. I love it. Tom Selleck's in this yeah. and Will Estes and, and uh, Len Carrier, Winnipegger, right? Mm-hmm. Len Carrier is the old grandpa in this one. But they're all cops. 
So anyone born into this family is going to be a cop or a lawyer who works with cops, right? So I think it's one of those things when you're a parent and you see your your kid enjoying something so much, you don't really care in a way. Well, yeah. but there's other influences. I can see like everyone in this show, I like watching this show, is they all become cops for a reason, right? There's a culture there, there's an environment, you're you're nurturing that spirit and that sense of 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 culture around police work and lawyering work and stuff like that. So there was no red bloods for you guys? I use red because that's the color of blood, right? Red bloods for the sure. medical profession? Yeah, no, quite the opposite. So I'm fortunate that my parents, I mean, they will support whatever path we, we pick um, to almost the point of they almost recommended to not go into medicine just because our dad, they oh, never, awesome. they, they wanted us to almost, they, they were very blunt where just because your dad's a doctor doesn't mean you have to be a doctor. It's just coincidental that all three sons really enjoyed sciences and want to become a, a physician. So there was actually almost that pressure to just not do it because your dad's doing it. Um, and so when I made that decision to not, pursue medicine and, and to try my own business um incredibly incredibly supportive um and i think at the end of the day they just want the three of us myself my two brothers just doing what we enjoy and um clearly medicine would have been fine i would have been fine at it i would have done okay um but i definitely wouldn't have been probably as happy as i am now which is like every day i'm overly thrilled to go to work so you love jumping out of bed every oh i sometimes i do, i I debate if I should even sleep because I want to keep working. What time do you wake up? I'm a late. I'm like eight thirty nine, but I'm up oh, till two. I was I was imagining you get up at like four in the morning or no, something. I'm not one of those people. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm so, a night owl. So we met over the geo filter stuff. Yes. So how did geo filter get into your? I mean, you're banding trees, right? So yeah. if you're thinking of expanding and you're looking for opportunity, you sound like a serial entrepreneur to me. You're looking for opportunity all the time, right? So you're thinking about it. You're banding trees and you're out in nature doing that gig. Because I assume you like being outside and doing this stuff, right? Yeah, I, I liked, um, I mean, I, I don't get much sun on my skin now, so I'm a little pasty um, because I'm in the office all day. But I loved, I love being outside. Um, amazing. Uh, basically, tree banding in the fall is like a weight loss program <laughs> because you walk for 15 hours a day for 15 days. You probably lose ten to fifteen pounds. Like it's incredible weight loss program. Oh yeah, I don't wow. doubt it. Um, For anyone <laughs> wow. listening, go ban trees. <laughs> go yeah. ban trees. Um, and you're out in the sun, and it's it's great. But um, I, I began a business after um, I made that decision to not go into medicine, and that business was self funded and it was needing some money. So my quick thought was, I'm going to go make some of these Snapchat filters. There's a brand new feature on Snapchat. Anyone mm -hmm. can make them. I thought I could sell some to some people, make some money, and then get back to my other business. And I never got back to the other business. Um, it's kind of the end result of that. Well, this exploded. Company. Yeah, it, it like moved. were you the only guys doing? Were you the only person doing this geo filter? We were the first, and then we just became. It's the definition of right time, right place, and we just became the biggest producer of Snapchat filters, which was completely unintended. And um, yeah, within twelve months, I had eighty-five employees. And I was 21 years old, trying to manage 85 people. Um, Did you have like a manager and everything too? No. Just you? Just just me. Oh, wow. wow. And, and to put this on a timeline, how and old were you? And you're living at home. I remember this story too, because you're living at home yes. and mom's making you lunch. She's yep. brown bagging it every day. It's a beautiful life. <laughs> it's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I love that part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I would, um, my mom would make the lunch. It'd be in the fridge. I would pick it up and I'd go to my office and there'd be 85 people that I had to manage. And I was naive of how difficult it is to manage people. I thought you put them in a room, you, you, obviously you pay them, you, you treat yeah. them well, and everything's rainbows and unicorns. Um, man, that is not the case. So culture <laughs> and HR, holy smokes. I, uh, I saw things I never thought I would see. Um, we had a few HR people on our podcast, oh, too, yeah. so we, we know a bit about it. You understand it, yeah. the scope of... What they, this well, is? they didn't really tell well, us behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, but we well, know a bit what HR like you're is. Like, what are these guys doing? Like, yeah. Clipping their toenails in front of you? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> I, I've seen people um, sleeping on their desk. Ooh. Oh, that's not, that's not that a bad. A classic. That's, uh... People do that in school, too. <laughs> well, that, well, that's more of the slave driver quality of, of the leadership, right? Yeah. yeah we, Don't um, go home till you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was kind of a slap in the face of... Um, 
not having the right people in the right spots. So in, in an org- organization, if you have the CEO and the C-suite, you have directors and VPs and managers and these different layers. Um, and we don't have the right people in the right spots, things like that happen. Um, so that's a, that's not a, a, so much a mistake on the individual itself. It's more of a mistake on my side of not having the right people in the right spot. But you also didn't have experience, right? I was 21. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I I didn't know what to do. Um, And you know what I've discovered too? Like you're making a good point. You discover that so early. I discovered it like in my forties. Life is about supply chain. Yeah. Pure, simple supply chain. Not just product, people, supply chain. Are the right people in the right place at the right time to do the right work at the right price at the right quality? Yeah. I've run out out of rights there. But but I've got a designation in supply chain. And it opened up my brain Mm -hmm. to how the world works and how operations is everything. Do you feel that? 100%. The the reason Pluto and Parallel, what we're building now, will be successful is because of the people. Um, that's plain and simple. And I always say you could have all the money in the world and you could have, have all the right opportunities. Um, but if you don't have the right people and the right team, um, it's useless. So yes. I am who'll support and you trust them. Oh, and they trust you. Trust and is that, a big thing. That's enormous. Huge. Enormous. My brother owned a bar, the club St. B. Oh, and, really? uh, oh yeah. And, um, how do you know all these he places? Built, Andre? He built such a great team. And then I worked with him in another hotel. Like we used to, we had a bit of a consortium. We couldn't, it was a disaster because we couldn't find the right people, but he built his own team in his own bar where he could, he didn't have to be there for two days yeah. and things would just run perfectly. The trust was there. Like it was when you find that it's gold and yeah. as Hamlet, I think it was, I think it was, here comes a reference again. I think it was Hamlet <laughs> who said to Horatio or the other way around, grapple him to your soul with a hoop of steel when you find a great friend. I or, think that's or, more... Uh, or someone you can trust. Kidnapping? But... No, it's a metaphor. Oh my, there's so much to teach you too. Okay? And apparently you, not. Andre you need to apparently take knows all these things. But good for you, Andre. <laughs> you took a little Shakespeare at St. Paul's. You yeah, had to. We had to. Did you yeah. like Shakespeare? Um, yeah, I think there's um, some good lessons in there. And there's some things that maybe don't necessarily Where art mesh thou? Uh, in today's culture as much. But yeah, yeah there's some good stuff. And I, I think the mindset for me has definitely shifted when, um, so in the morning when I, when people come to the office and I see them coming through that front door, um, my mindset now is more of, I'm fortunate as a privilege to have these people coming to the office each day, um, which is a different mindset than a lot of people running businesses where, um, you sort of expect them to show up and, you know, they have to do their work because you've, you've told them. And so I've shifted my mindset of, um, you know, I'm very grateful that, these people come to the office every day and, and show up and, um, even and, though you're paying them, even though I'm paying them, which is cool. Yeah. So how do you demonstrate that to them? Yeah. So it's, it's quite simple. Um, you just have to treat them like people. Yeah. That's as simple as it is. And it's funny that that's the bar. People with ideas, people with ideas. You have to, people are creative. They're very creative. You have to give them the ability for them to have freedom, responsibility, have input, um, you have to give them the, the bandwidth for them to do what they do best. Yeah. I think that's what happens a lot in businesses is, yeah. uh, like the CEOs and everything will be little people yes. a lot. So then they don't want to come in and they don't want to work precisely. And if you can flip that mindset and you flip that culture, um, I always say in four and a half years, no one's left the company. Um, and it's, and it's because of culture and the way that I lead from the top is definitely, um, has shifted. And I'm there, I always say, I'm there to serve them. It's not the other way around. How can I help you do this? How can this? I help? And sometimes um, some of the guys and, and girls, like they'll jump up and they'll try to empty the trash can. And man, I won't let them. I'll jump up and I'll say, no, 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 no. First of all, I'm paying you too much money to empty the trash can. No, no, no. You go, you go code. I'm, I've hired you I'm to code. I'm always emptying the trash can. <laughs> and I will take out the trash. Um, and that's like the mindset at, at Pluto is, um, I'm there as a leader to serve the rest of the team. That's so Pluto, mindset. tell us what Pluto is. <laughs> yeah. What is Pluto? A planet. Pluto's a planet. Well, I think it was de- demoted, eh? It was. It was. Yeah. It is. That was such I think a there's sad a big day. debate, though. I think there's a big debate. Some people, there's a, there, there's a whole community out there who wants to bring Pluto back. Yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> CJ's a Pluto fan. I am. I was. I cried that day when they demoted it. <laughs> That's... 
I don't know what that says about you anyway. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on in this world we could be crying about, okay? Pluto, I'm not so worried about. Anyway, tell us. Yeah, Pluto, so what so is it? Pluto is a artificial intelligence company, um, and we're building a product named Parallel. And Parallel, um, the very literal definition of Parallel and what we're doing is it's a social commerce platform that shows you people just like yourself based on body dimensions and shows you what they're wearing, where they bought the item, what size they bought. And so there's a few things we're doing with, with this platform. The first thing is when you typically go online to buy a new shirt, you always go down to the review section and you're looking for that comment of that person that's almost explaining you, like I'm five foot 10, 170 pounds, I bought a medium and it fit me well. And so that's the natural consumer behavior that you do to buy clothing online because you don't know what size to buy. And so our platform, what we do is um, you can go on, you can browse everyone on the, on the site, but you can actually then toggle your feed and you can see people just like yourself based on the body size because we have this body technology that captures your chest and waist and all the, the measurements. Um, and so this allows you then to, we sort of explained it where typical so, uh, social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat they show you aspirational people with unattainable style yeah. because it's photoshopped and it's, and it's all twisted. Yes. And or it's super expensive. It's really expensive. <laughs> and so what we've done is we're showing you aspirational people, but it's attainable because these are literally the people with the exact same like chest size as you. Yeah. And then we actually show you, you want that shirt? They bought it at this company for this price. And they bought this size. And so we've shifted that very, um, I guess, Tainted models. So the, part, the partnerships must be off the chart for this. Brands love it. Brands absolutely love it. Because you're connecting to all the big brands. Yes. So we have over 4,000 brand partners. Oh, my God. Um, the site uh, is actually one of the fastest growing websites in the world at the moment. Uh, and we have users across that span about 212 uh, countries and territories in the world. So it's very international. Um, we have people of all sizes, all backgrounds, all cultural differences. It's, it's amazing to but see. You're, I mean, this is, this is the amazing part about you and your entrepreneurial verve because you're spotting a small niche mm -hmm. in that marketplace because I'll buy something online and just think, okay, if I have to exchange it, I will, mm -hmm. right? You're saying you don't have to do that. You can get it exactly right to your specifications. You can customize this to make it work with average folks out there who are yes. just like you. I, yes. I think that's brilliant. What do you guys think of that? No, it's really something else I've never ever... Well, think about it because talk about, is there a big problem for me? I never acknowledge there's a problem when I buy online. I just mm -hmm. buy it. If it doesn't work, I exchange it. Yeah. Right? And it's a pain in the butt, right? You found a small niche problem where people go, yeah. It's just like, for me, I, I, I'll give you a crazy example. It's just like the Blackberry from the, to the Apple. They both worked very well, and the original one worked great. Just like buying it online works fine. But Apple found a different way to say, we're going to use this a little differently. We'll change the culture of how you behave. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a difference. You're changing behavior. When you change behavior, you're onto something. We've actually, um, there, there's a comment that came through the, uh, we have a live chat system, and there's this one person that came through, and they said, um, essentially, we've empowered them to feel good about their body and what they wear. I can see that because they uh, found someone like themselves. Yeah, like plus sizes and everything. Yes. You rarely see clothes or models like that yeah. anywhere, depending where you go. Especially, um, I think for men, you, I can't say I've seen any plus sizes models for men. It's usually women. Yes, you are right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the mission, and and we we hope to. So you're putting full time into this effort right now, oh. right? This sounds enormous. Yeah, every second of every day. And now, I, are yeah. there other things on the back burner? Not yet. <laughs> no, my, my Do you have anything on the whiteboard? <laughs> I I talked to an entrepreneur, an old friend of mine who does. He's not. He's a serial type too, and he's got things every on a whiteboard. Every time you say serial, I think you're gonna say serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what that says about you, <laughs> CJ. It's a bit ominous. Okay. <laughs> sounds a little odd. Anyway, on his whiteboard in his main office. He's got the big projects he's working on full of the, for example, the parallel piece. Mm -hmm. He's got this other whiteboard where he keeps these little things that are in the back of his mind. Do you have some of those too? There has to be. So yeah. I, I, it's one of the, um, 
it's I guess it's both amazing and a downside for entrepreneurs. Like I have a billion ideas in my head, and yeah. um, what I've learned over the years is you have to focus and you have to do one. And so whenever I decide to build a company and to put my um, time and effort into it, I always have to ask this question of, do I want to spend the next 10 years of my life doing this problem? Because there's a billion other things I could be doing yeah. and I'm going to select one. And if the answer to that is no, then it's probably not the right thing for me to be doing. Um, but that's always kind of the time frame. And I've had people say, hey, I want to start a company. I have this idea. I want to do this and that. And my first thing I'll ask is, do you want to spend the next 10 years of your life doing that? Um, and the answer is typically, hmm, no, uh, don't do the business. Because that's a lot of commitment, it's no matter lot. what it is. Even if you're really like uh, motivated to do it and yeah. to think 10 years in advance. And, and the reason you use 10 years is, so a lot of businesses don't even make it that long. Like you either get, you, you start, you fail, you start, you get acquired, you start, you IPO. Those are kind of the cycles. Um, but 10 years, as you sort of mentioned, is such a long time that in year two, when it gets really, really hard and like something's not working and, and it's terrible, um, if you don't have that mindset, I'm going to make it through to the 10-year mark, you're going to actually stop at year two. So that's kind of yes. always the perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's sage. That's smart. I, I'm interested now because of your mindset. I don't think people think like you. Is it fair to say your buddies were hanging out with you and you were dragging them along and they were doing things and they couldn't quite understand this? Why don't we go see if we can find some liquor in your dad's cabinet? They're looking to do stuff like that and you're working on databases and tree banding to begin. And the other, the other pieces you're working on, which, are, which is awesome. Congrats to this. This is amazing. What would you say to the average kid in a grade 11 class right now uh, who may not have your your verve mm -hmm. in this area. What would you just say to the average student sitting there wondering, what am I going to do? You should try to find what you enjoy. And that's such a cop-out because um, what you enjoy may not make any money. Like you may enjoy gaming and um, unless you're a top 1% gamer in the world, you're, you're not going to make any money. Um, but what I think is kind of secondary to that is there may be jobs out there, especially when you're in grade 11, that you don't even know are jobs. And I'll give you a really good example. So one of my um, employees, he runs our TikTok account. He's an Asper student. Um, he's in business. And about four months ago, I told him, hey, Jonah, you're going you're gonna to have to build our TikTok account. And he's never done this before. Um, he has, uh, he's been able to manage to build one of the largest, tech he has 350,000 followers. Um, he gets more views a day on his account than like the major news networks in the US. And he has found out that he's actually a TikTok guru and he never even knew this. And it wasn't until I told him, hey Jonah, make the account, just like start making videos. This is the idea, this is the concept, let's try this out. Um, and he's just embraced it. And so do you think you have a good eye for people then if you picked him and he just randomly really started enjoying it? Yeah, there's so I've I've hired over 300 people over my year or over the last 10 years and um you definitely start to see patterns and trends in people and you start to say and there's a lot of times I hire someone and they want to join for this job or this position and I'm like, "Oh, okay, but I think you actually are going to fit better in here." And so quite often people will join my team and um, they'll, they'll start in one spot and then I try to get them to try a ton of things in the company, different different techs. Like if you're a full stack tech, maybe try some machine learning, try some front end, some back end development. Um, and so I want to give you within my organization this like wide breadth of opportunity because you may come in as a full stack developer and realize, wow, I love machine learning because I get a taste of that with the machine learning team. Um, and actually I want to go into machine learning. So um, even within our team, I've, I've layered the, the people I hire. I have the seniors, I have the intermediates, and I have the juniors. And there's a reason for that. I purposefully hire junior people in positions to match up with intermediates and seniors for them to learn. Um, and so I've actually structured my organization to have these different levels of, of, uh, of knowledge. And that's a very smart thing to do. It's, uh, it definitely builds lasting companies and... Um, and most importantly, it builds the people. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, at, we are a business and we're, you know, we have to generate business and revenue and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, um, 
the people are my people and I want to grow them and evolve. And, and, and you want to put them in spaces where they feel successful. Successful. And that's important. Hey, so, I mean, you hired a, a TikTok guy. Now I, I'm thinking, what's the changing face of careers out there right now? Where do you see opportunities for students that are beyond the traditional stuff? Mm -hmm. Like the TikTok one sounds amazing to me. Where do you see opportunities for students? Yeah, so there's a lot happening um, on the tech front. Obviously, everyone talks about these days, NFTs and marketplaces oh, and yeah. crypto and all that sort of stuff. Um, so there's definitely opportunities in there. But um, I believe that there's a lot of companies that are, uh, or there's a lot of positions that opening up now. So for instance, um, uh, Lululemon. So Lululemon has a TikTok account. They have about 300,000 followers. Um, so Jonah has more followers than, than Lululemon, uh, who's a multi, multi-billion dollar company. And so there's these opportunities where if you're very good at TikTok, maybe you go to a brand like Lululemon and you say, hey, um, what you're doing right now, the strategy sucks. Uh, we got to change it up and we got to do something else. I don't know if they'll hire you if you say the strategy sucks. So, but... so Jonah's become a, a social influencer. Yeah, in the end, right? Like this is what you've turned him into. <laughs> he 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 kind of hates it because he never wanted to be like an influencer. But this is where jobs are going. Like this is and, where it's and, going. And I'm telling you, in schools, sometimes there's teachers who uh, who will poo paw this stuff yes. when they don't get that these are legitimate jobs that are emerging and legitimate clusters of jobs that are emerging that are helping students connect to their skill sets in some of these areas. And you could get paid quite a bit for some of those jobs, which people would be consider them like simple jobs or not important. Jonah always says, he says, I, I can't believe this is my job. The fact that I, I pay him to wake up in the morning and make TikToks all day. Yeah. He, he, he actually can't believe that that's his job. Um, he does, a, I mean, he kills it. He does an incredible job at it. Um, but yeah, you know, Five years ago, that wasn't even a position at a company. And I think there's also a uh, misconception with tech companies that they're just tech roles. They're just developers. That's not the case. There's, there's no. marketing and you, PR. Yeah, and, you need accountants. You need yeah, supply chain everything. folks. You need, yeah. you need it all. Like this, where In fact, you're expanding the range of those possibilities. Yes. You need lots of creatives, lots of full-stack engineers. All of, I mean, you have the depth and breadth of every profession in your company, don't you? Pretty much. Yeah. Plus more. That's amazing. Hey, you know what? We have to move on a little bit. We do. I know. And we're going to do our, our, one of our... Chris, this is amazing. But we're not done yet. We do have something called the Quick Cues. The Quick Cues. And it's going to be presented by CJ. Yep. So, have at it. Right. Quick cues is just a bunch of quick questions that you answer. Don't think about it. First thing that comes to mind, just say it out loud. We'll start off with dog or cat person. Dog. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. Favorite potato chip flavor? All dressed. What do you put on your toast? Butter. Uh, summer or winter? Summer. Messy or tidy desk? Tidy. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. What's expired in your fridge? Nothing. Oh, Starbucks or Tim's? Mm, if I'm feeling bougie, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite social media? Uh, parallel. <laughs> what sport do you play? Uh, basketball and running. Outdoors or indoors person? Um, by the nature of my business, indoors now. Cold or warm, Mel? Cold. Favorite genre of music? Um, probably hip-hop and rap. Toilet paper over or under? Oh, um, definitely, uh, definitely under. Morning or night? N uh, night. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> Greatest fear? Uh, running out of time. Favorite podcast? Uh, Careerland. Yes! Oh, that is the correct People answer. People are getting this right. <laughs> this is tremendous. We Probably, always we always sit with bated breath. Will they say it? They're they're going to say something like Smartless or Joe Rogan, Deep Straight <laughs> Radio, or I, Joe I th Rogan. I think it's because they do their research. Yeah. <laughs> Good questions. They were good, and again, this is the this is a crackerjack little team here. So they're uh, they're they're doing great things. They love my old. These guys are the cats meow. They love <laughs> they love my old expressions. They you got a love, bunch of old. They're old. I have old expressions. I'm I'm Humphrey Bogart. I, I I can do all kinds. Anyway, listen, Chris, this was so much fun. You are such a talented, gifted, 
uh, energetic, and you're a generous person to come here. Chris is here live in the studio. He's not hooked up to anything. And to to commemorate it, we put a plant in the middle of the table, <laughs> yeah. an artificial plant, albeit. But mm. it's a plant. We never do that, Chris. Thank you. So this we, is fun. Only so, for you. Yeah, only for you. <laughs> so we want to make sure you take the mug with you. Yes, There's I would a love mug to. with uh, water. Well, he's had with drunk. some water. <laughs> It has, and, uh, it has a Louis Riel School Division. It's got this, yeah, our logo on it. But we also have the sweatshirt. Yes. Adventures in Korea Land. No, maybe the wrong size because uh, it's a large. Oh, perfect. And, and it looks like you may, um, it looks like you work out, so you might need a little more. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just if, a if, little compliment if it's there. Not, if it's not fitting, I'll get you another one. I had to order more because students listen to our podcast. And when they listen to it and they call me um, and they explain, they what have you listened to? What is it about? What are you learning? They get I drop off one of these for them. So now you are a member of uh, our tribe. Thank you. You're a member of Careerland Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Careerland Nation. I like that. No. So it's very good. Anyway, Chris, I can't tell you how much we appreciate having you here. This has been enlightening. Where Winnipeg is fortunate to have a person like you in our space, in our town, uh, being so generous with your time, hiring so many people. This is amazing. You're a mini little Google happening back there. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's been our pleasure to, to have a conversation with, with you and just to learn more about your mind. Like, this is cool. I think kids are going to listen to this or young people are going to listen to this and think, I think a little bit like this. There's possibility for me. And that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about helping people find their truth. And you're in that path. You're still on it, you yeah. figure? Oh, Yeah. Always, eh? Oh, always. That's yeah, good. Absolutely. Anyway. Thank you for having me. This has been fantastic. Um, yeah, always happy to chat. Yeah, and your story is a compelling one. So thank you to producers, and uh, thank you to listeners, and that's another edition of Adventures in Careerland! Land.